Hi, I'm Oracle Piano Society Artistic Director, Dr. Stephen Cook. Welcome to the first installment of the Piano Society podcast. This is a production of Oracle Piano Society, a nonprofit organization which delivers transformative performances and dynamic educational events to the beautiful high desert rural community of Oracle, Arizona. The podcast will focus on a broad variety of musical topics with a special emphasis on Oracle Piano Society's signature series concerts. Our first installment will highlight the 2020-2021 Oracle Piano Society's signature series season opener, which promises to be an entirely unique and unforgettable concert experience. In May 2020, Oracle Piano Society intended to launch the Nocturne New Music Festival. One of the festival concerts would have featured Irish composer Dr. Christopher Norby. Unfortunately, the coronavirus had other plans for us, and like so many other organizations, we were forced to close our doors for the season. Not to be dismayed, we are bringing Dr. Norby back this October for an even more exciting event. In response to the times, we have developed an unusual and innovative concert format. We will present a 1950s drive-in movie-themed performance featuring classic and retro film scores arranged for two pianos by Dr. Norby. The music will be performed live and in person by Norby and myself and visuals will be projected on the exterior wall of Oracle Center for the Arts. Audience members will enjoy the concert from the comfort and safety of their own cars. This idea has grown out of our efforts to present a safe, quarantine-proof event that is still memorable and exciting. We want to assure you that we will continue to provide valuable, innovative concert programming whether or not there is a lockdown in effect. I sat down with Dr. Norby for a virtual drink and online interview to learn more about his background, compositional approach, and involvement in this project. Following the interview, please stay tuned for my performance of Bernard Herrmann's Psycho Prelude, arranged for solo piano by Dr. Norby. When I asked you if you would be willing to be recorded for an interview, you told me that on the condition that it was over a drink, so here we go. Cheers. Cheers. The first time you came to Oracle Piano Society was when you presented your cabaret show. Yeah, it was fun to be cabaret, actually, because that was the hair salon, actually, down in Phoenix. And they wanted to do a show. And I said, well, let's just book a night. Let's go ahead now. We booked the night maybe three months ahead, so I knew that be sort of tough to write a whole show of my own music by then so I thought about it and I said well there's all these great film scores that never make it out beyond the film so uh, the first time really doing it arranging old film scores was just out of necessity because of the limited time frame they actually write new stuff and also just to try it out uh, arranging orchestral scores 
dying to a six-piece ensemble. It's a really dynamic type of a format that you've developed. And you recently premiered a work in your hometown of Derry in Northern Ireland. But the new one I did was a, a piano trio, cello, flute, and piano. And uh, it's actually from uh, with a boy from Derry that uh, works over here now, Cahill Wrestling. And uh, he wanted to do a piece about the, the civil rights movement. Uh, and he's the new professor, piano professor at Arizona State University. That's right there. So uh, we got talking. He says, well, and we're both from Derry. And he wanted to do a piece about civil rights. His family, my family was sort of involved in around that. And I says, all right. So I got thinking about it, and then the Arts Council in Northern Ireland, they put some money into it. But with that thing, it was funny because uh, I'd say out of the three months, I spent about two months just sitting around making notes, doing wee bits of music, gathering uh, news reports and articles and all that sort of stuff, and researching around it. Uh, to the point where I had about two hours worth of stuff and the piece could only be a uh, half hour long. And uh, so I, I had a, uh, with that, try and bring it down, figure out what it is. That's the thing I realized about composition recently is it's mostly about just making decisions. So most, when I start off, it's just loads of ideas and they're all scattered everywhere. And then I'm just trying to zoom in I saw the show that performed at Arizona State University. It's very, it's very powerful and very relevant, I think, to you know, a lot of what's happening in this country and around the world. Uh, yes. What was your experience growing up in a place with uh, such turmoil, and were you personally impacted in your lifetime? Oh, I'd say so. Um, so I grew, I was born in 1983, and... So mostly I was growing up in the 90s when things had definitely changed. It wasn't as uh, mad as it was in the, in the 70s and the 80s. But it was still a, a sort of bleak situation, I would say. Um, and I have the early uh, memory, I'd say, of when I was about six or something, of for instance, waking up with a British soldier standing over my bed with a machine gun and my ma was there right, right. and where I grew up in Craigan uh, largely sort of Catholic area and I suppose a lot of IRA involvement uh, they were there to dig up the backyard looking for guns I remember all that stuff, like growing up there, soldiers in the streets with machine guns. And now, I missed out on a lot of the uh, really mental stuff that, say, my older brothers and my parents and stuff uh, grew up with, which was active sort of shootouts on the street and stuff. Uh, I didn't grow up with that, but at the same time, grew up there's bomb scares and there was. Was bombs, etc., and uh, there was British soldiers when I was growing up, and uh, sort of that whole thing 
of uh, Habanover is a very divided situation. prefer writing by hand rather than using the modern notation software. Is there any sp specific reason for that? Uh, I've, I'm faster at it that way, coming up with ideas. Like when I open Sibelius and I start typing in, like I have to click, you know, I have to look at, I have to press number eight on the keypad for a quarter note, and then I have to press a star symbol for a dot and then i have to press the enter tab for a slur and it's well by the time i do that i'm already five or six notes forward and handwriting it there's two main main methods i'd say that i use in terms of writing stuff out uh the f i'll put them in order the first one that i figured out was stravinsky so he has these big pieces of paper and he sketches a, a bit here and he sketches a bit there and he has a scrap of paper and then he sticks them together and he looks at them and that's really the way I think a lot about music. And then the second thing is actually from Jerry Goldsmith who's a film composer and um, he didn't come up with it but like seeing his sketch scores for his soundtracks will be not a eight or nine staves if you're writing orchestral music two lines for woodwinds two lines for brass two lines for percussion or keyboards and two lines for strings and sometimes I go to nine or ten staves but great thing of that with the landscape paper as well which is empty there's no bar lines drawn on it uh, I can see the whole orchestra within eight or ten staves. Now, if, if you open a full orchestral score in Sibelius, you can scroll up, the scroll down, the, and then you have to go back up, and then, oh, where's the horn? Oh, what did it... And it just doesn't work for me. In fact, when I was at university, and uh, his teacher had Dave Morris, he was a brilliant composition teacher, and he showed me his handwritten scores and how he put them together, and it just made sense to me, and then I started working that way, and I found what happened was I was far freer. He was the first person who said, why don't you write your music without bar lines? I'd say 90% of the time, I write without bar lines. Now, now, that doesn't mean I'm writing absolutely crazy rhythms that don't fit in, but what it... It, I'm not restricting myself. That's the way I always write. I love your uh, arrangement of the Psycho Prelude, and that will be played on the podcast. But I'm also really excited to work with you and uh, and perform these two piano works, arrangements of these uh, iconic film scores. Do you have any idea of which ones you're going to arrange? I have an idea, definitely. So, so I'm going to do a lot of Bernard Herrmann. But the thing with Bernard Herrmann, his main thing, I would say, is color. 
instrumental color. So you look at all his soundtracks, take Psycho for instance. Alfred Hitchcock in 1960 when it came out, it came out in black and white in the, in the cinema. Well, color was already in for a lot of years. So they go to the cinema and see a black and white film was odd. That's part of his idea, Hitchcock. We'll put it in black and white. This will really throw the audience off, and it's a weird film, Psycho, especially when it came out. Well, Bernard Herrmann says, oh, it's in black and white. Uh, I have to think of a black and white color. So he chose strings. Now you think of it, perfect idea of black and white in terms of the orchestra, because if you chose woodwinds, well, a flute is completely different than a clarinet, which is a single reed instrument, which is different from an oboe, which is a double reed instrument. They're similar shades, but they're different textures, all right? Uh, same with brass, trumpets, horns, and trombones. Trumpets and horns are pretty close, but the trombones have a completely different color. Well, you get to the strings, violin, viola, cello, double bass. That's black and white, different shades of the same gray. So you see why he thought about it? He said, this is, this is black and white music. It, they're all, it's the closest you can get to black and white. Totally just different shades through the spectrum. Well, then you look at things like uh, some of the stuff he did for the Twilight Zone or even in Vertigo. I'll send you a track from Vertigo, which I'll arrange, called The Forest. If you listen to the soundtrack, the first four chords, or the first eight chords, played with trombones and double bass. Then you hear the same chords, but now it's played with muted uh, horns and double bass. Now it goes the single reed instruments, clarinets. Now it goes the double reed, English horns. Then it goes always thinking of color. And so it's sort of mad, I think, to think of arranging it for two pianos because it's so coloristic. Like the, the change from muted trombones, the horns is such a lovely thing but I still think this sounds cool on the piano and then you have uh, North by Northwest which uh, crazy starts with a fandango oh it's great stuff and I can't wait to play it down there and with the so what's your plan with the, the drive-in movie theater? This pandemic leaves us in a very tough situation. And uh, so, so it's either don't have any concerts at all or have some kind of a social distance thing where we're you know, being, trying to be as safe as possible oh, and, and compromising. I would prefer to, to take the opportunity to create something new there that is just as exciting but uh, it keeps everybody safe and is essentially pandemic proof. Hey. You know, the drive-in would be is better outdoors than indoors. You know, so we're going to play up the 1950s yeah. aspect of it. People can dress up if they want to, and it's Halloween, so costumes are encouraged. And uh, 
and we'll have visuals projected on the back wall of the building. But I think it's it's going to be fun. I'm energized, and I'm I'm actually very excited and inspired by the prospect of bringing back the drive-in movie, but making it a music I concert. I agree. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was probably only a, a year or so ago when I was like, I've never been to a drive-through theater. It's uh, it, bring them back. I think it's a brilliant idea. But I I think I couldn't think of a better person to collaborate with than you for the opening of this, and I'm so excited about it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk with me and uh, to to contribute to our first podcast series. I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. I hope you enjoy my performance of the Psycho Prelude by Bernard Herrmann, arranged for piano solo by Dr. Christopher Norby. Thank you for listening to the first Piano Society podcast. Please keep an eye out for future installments.